right, we're up and running. We're right. recording now. Vince, are you happy now? I am happy. Okay, so this is my film, so you have to introduce it. Yes. Again, it doesn't make any sense because we're just going to go straight right, to emails. You know, it's continuity. It's continuity. Speaking thing. of Silver Age inkers on Superman. Um, it's 7.13. All right, ready? The store closes at 8. All right, let's go. And Ariel said we have to get the f*** out. All right, let's go. Hello, hey, welcome. Do any chocolate chip cookies? God damn it. <laughs> Why you stop it? We're here at Amalgam. I can't be at Amalgam's and not find... It. Hey, do, uh, was Issa working today? No. Oh, so there's no chocolate chip cookies? Oh, man. Oh, the professionalism of the Michelle mission. It just continues. Yes. All right. It gets better with every show. Here, here we go. Take two. Take two. All right. So, are you ready to start? <sighs> Welcome once oh, again. We're yes. Now we are starting. Okay. Uh, my bad. Hey, I didn't folks. know we were starting. All right. Here we go. Wait a minute. I'm just going to check some things. God okay. I'm ready. Sick, you are the you ready worst. to start now? Y- yes. Okay. Let's go. Wait a minute. Wait. Uh, now. He said the. He said the wait. What are we waiting for? Can we hear what? Oh, that's fine. Don't worry yeah, about that. Yeah, we're good. Thank the, the you. Ambience I appreciate that, the ambient though. ambient noise is nice. Yeah. We're not worried about that. I'm just worried about when Vince is ready to start. <sighs> okay, welcome if once again. some a- kind of sign of professionalism, we can get this. All thing. right. Welcome once again to another stop on the Michelle Mission. Two Men, One Podcast. Every black film ever made. I am your host, Vincent Williams, joined, as always, by my partner. Yo, what's up? Holler at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And tonight... Tonight, we are going to revisit a film that, without hyperbole, is part of the fabric of black popular culture. Amen. That is very true. Wesley Snipes, Ice T, Alan Payne, Vanessa Williams, Michael Michelle, Christopher Williams, a star turn by Chris Rock, the Mario Van Peebles 1991 film. New Jack City. But before we do that, we have emails. All right. We have a lot of responses that we have gotten. Well, not a lot, but we've got a few. Um, To our past few shows, we appreciate each and every one of you who emails us at mission at gmail.com or hits us up and follows follows us on Facebook and Twitter at Mission. We got an email from Sherry D. Hello, Len and Vince. Hey, Sherry D. As I'm new to the mission, I've been enjoying catching up on your past episodes. I'm hoping that you'll cover Pay It in Full and Cabin in the Sky in the near future. Wow. I I like her taste. I do. I know that you'll get to Spike Lee's other films, so I won't even ask. I'm sure you'll do the right thing. You see what I did there? (laughs) Very very nice, Sherry. Sherry, you'll fit right in. Yes. I recently rewatched 1998's Blind Faith, which has stellar performances by Charles Dutton, Lynette McKee, and Courtney Vance. It deals with race, sexuality, and family relationships in the 1950s. I believe it was a TV movie, so maybe it'd be good for a binge lounge episode. Okay. I think the acting and issues presented would make for a good conversation. Another one for the binge lounge might be the HBO series Number One Ladies Detective Agency, which Man. stars Jill Scott and Anika Noni Rose. <laughs> it takes place in Botswana. Oh, she knows how to. She knows her Vince. 
I was about to say, oh, you know we know about that. She knows her vent. <laughs> Specifically, episodes one and episode four with CCH Pounder. Yes. I love this series taken from the books by Alexander McCall Smith. The series introduced us to many African actors and provided an interesting view into Africa, a charming black series that just disappeared after one season. Anyway, that's all for now. Just some random ruminations. Please keep doing what you do the way that you do it. Thanks, Sherry D. Oh, thanks, Sherry D. And welcome. 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 You know, it might not be a bad idea, especially since it was only one season, to maybe devote a binge lounge to the number one ladies detective agency. I'm I'm down for that. As I always say, Jill Scott and Anika Noni Rose fighting crime in Africa. Enough said. Enough said. Yeah. And like very sort of low stakes crime for the most part. Mm-hmm. Except for that first episode when Idris Elba played like a witch doctor kingpin. Oh, that did he? Was, remember, that was real dark because like they were, I think they were cutting off people's arms and stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the, yeah. But then after that, it was like, you know, very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was very much a, well, besides that, how was, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln, situation? <laughs> Okay, continuing on. <laughs> yes. So, yes, uh, thank you for those suggestions, yes, Jared. Yes, absolutely. We will definitely take, absolutely. take them under advisement. And um, actually, Cabin in the Sky may be coming your way sooner than you think. Yeah, uh, yeah. It might find its way somewhere along the road to 100. Yeah. We also got an email from the Mayor Tribble. What's up, Dan Dinkins? Subject. Vince said, what? Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. I knew it was coming. All right. Vince. Yes. Vince. Yes. Nice and smooth suck. Yes. How, bruh? Now, I get it that you're still trying to decode no matter how many times the ball bounces. There's still no bones in ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> See? I don't even have to. I just. All I have to do is lay out their lyrics. <laughs> but. They are far from garbage. Now. I said what I said. Now. Now, better than Kid and Play, I might agree with you if you're talking track record of hit singles, because Kid and Play had more. But Dwick is one of the greatest songs in rap history. Told you. It is not. It is. Maybe you need to see them perform to gain a different level of appreciation for them. I saw them at the Catrona Park in the Bronx in 2012. Greg Nice, for all of the health issues he had, set the stage on fire. Oh, I didn't know he had health issues. I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about no sick man. I was talking about him in his prime. I had nothing to say about him in 2012. Mm. That brother has health issues. Be quiet. But kidding, <laughs> but kidding play. Any record that comes on from them just gives you this feeling that makes you want to dance at any time. Now, EPMD. Their track record is undeniable. But hey, everything isn't for everyone. People love Dipset, 50 Cent, The Game, T.I., and others, and I can't stand them. I'm going to cut this now because I might not start work on time just writing. (laughs) See y'all soon. And when the show is scheduled in August, I'm there. All right. got work to do. All right. 
I told you Mayor Trevor was going to come at your neck for I that mean, kid and play did, Tom Fullery did, 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 that he was talking on the last episode. Did I did I change my mind about anything? Kids I'd say play something different. better than nice and smooth. That's the, I said what I said. You are out of your I mind. I stand by it. You are out of your mind. Get out. <laughs> Arson, the voice of reason, said you got to leave a Malcolm Comics right now for talking that, that blasphemy. I said what I said. And we can lay down track by track. All right. Well, we're putting it right down yes. today. The date has been set. Yes. August 17th yes. on the Black Tribbles okay. is going to be the hip-hop show. World-renowned DJ Scheme Richards is going to be in the building. Arson, the voice of reason, I believe he doesn't have a tour scheduled for that day. He's man. been on tour since He's been on a war December. tour with Muhammad, my man, it seems like forever. <laughs> so he's going to be there. Yes. Vince, will you be yes. at the studio Absolutely. WPPM Absolutely. 106.5 FM for the hey, hip-hop show? wouldn't miss it for Zilla all Rocker's the tea in China. All right, because we're we going we to settle this. And I'm actually going to put out, I'm going to put a word out, and this is just a quick shout-out for people who have seen the Michelle Mission share a lot of the news from the Black Tribbles. There was a um, charity concert that took place right here at... Yeah, yeah. Amalgam Comics just this past Saturday to benefit the Black and Missing Foundation out of Washington, D.C. It was a fantastic, phenomenal concert with just about seven phenomenal women topped off by the, the immortal Ursula Rucker yes. doing yes. doing things and calling out Facebook Live like give up your dough. It's a great it's a really great time here at Amalgam. But they had two female MCs in this joint that was hot fire. Dominique London and Queen Joe ripped the stage apart. I'm gonna put out a call out to both of them so they can come to the show. Nice. I want I want it fully loaded with MCs on August 17th on Black Tribbles. So and since I w- once was an MC, it, it will be there all us go. MCs against you. Well, you assume everybody <laughs> believes that, and you know, <laughs> I'm just talking about lyrics. I'm just talking about lyrics. You you can't even talk about lyrics. Are you out of your mind? Let's save it for the show. Save it for that show. Yes. Okay. (sighs) All right. Do I have anything else? I think that's all our emails. I think that really is all our all our emails. Do we have any other emails, Vince? That was all our emails. I don't know. You you're you're scrolling through all of our various and sundry (laughs) outlets and ways that people get in touch with us. Yes, I'm trying to find. Did it. you check the Raven? Did a Raven come from Winterfell? No, a Raven did not come from Winterfell. Okay, then I suppose they're busy putting leather on their armor. <laughs> that's that's right. In preparation. That's right for the uh, the war to come. I said, boy, Jon Snow spent as much time thinking about this kind of stuff as he does wearing fur capes. Yeah, but he wear that work. Fur oh, cape. he works that fur he cape. That fur cape. Yeah. He got to. He's only like five foot two. <laughs> See. See, here you go. So he got to. Here you go. <laughs> Moving on. I do that all the time, I don't know. I? I do. You, I, I just, just, what I just you said just it, couldn't sit in the me. joy of it. I could You couldn't just sit in the joy What's of John Snow. Me, I, I, There's a defect. I, 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 know, have a, I have a defect. I'm not. Yeah. I love you the way you are. I love you just. The way you are. And so does Jesus. But everybody else is case by case. 
Okay. <laughs> well, enough of that. Let's get into All right. 1991's New Jack City. Living, living, living just enough. Wesley Snipes. We will own the city. Ice T. Alan Payne. Chris Rock. Mario Van Peebles. Christopher Williams. Vanessa Williams. Tracy Camilla Johns. And Judd Nelson. This is Detective Nick Peretti. Big crazy jarhead, motorcycle freak, reject cop, just like you, Scotty. On the streets, there's a fine line between wrong and right, good and bad, between those who enforce the law. It is a war out there. And those who break it. Gone are the days of selling on the street corners, dark alleyways in the back rooms of some bummy-ass bar. We ain't with that no more. In a city where survival depends on friends. It's always business. Never personal. On family. We gotta look out for one another. On trust. On loyalty. On power. Am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am! A family out to run a city are up against cops who know its streets. This ain't business. This is personal. Jack. This is big business. This is the American way. City. Oh, yeah. 1991, New Jack City. Mayor of Van People, directed film written by Thomas Lee Wright, who, um, <laughs> no. Wrote, take that again? wrote a draft. Wrote a draft. You are so excited. I am so excited. Like I am so Can't excited. Get the words out of your mouth. You know, uh, written by Thomas Wright. Actually, he got a to, uh, top billing. Who wrote one of the drafts for Godfather Three? But more importantly, it was co-written by Barry Michael Cooper. Who, if you've heard his name, you know him because he um, wrote a story for Village Voice, which many really acknowledge as the first crack journalism. Yeah. And so he, you know, that's if there's any authenticity to this film, a lot of it comes from his story. It's actually very loosely based on uh, Nikki Barnes. And Nikki Barnes, um, Nikki Barnes, who who actually at one point took over a project, I believe, like Nino Brown does in the film. And um, he also went on to write uh, Sugar Hill, which I always called the thinking man's New Jack City. Yes. Lynn, this was your choice. It was my choice. Yes, it was. New Jack City, as we are rocking out on the road to 100. Yes. Here at the Michaud Mission. This is episode seventy six, and we are we're 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 taking them off the shelf one at a time. Oh yeah! Last week was uh, Daughters of the Dust. This week, New Jack City. By the time Wesley Snipes, right? <laughs> By the time he stepped into the forty eight color Crayola box that is Nino Brown's wardrobe, yes, in this movie, 
He had already made star-making turns in Major League. Yes. As Willie Mays Hayes. Willie Mays Hayes. And as Shadow Henderson in Mo' Better Blues. Yeah. Where he flirted with stealing the movie. Absolutely. Certainly of more than a few scenes yeah. from a young Denzel. Quietly, he was a standout in Wildcats. Like, when you think about Wildcats. Well, I don't think Wildcats was before this, though. Yeah, he was really young in Wildcats. No, he must have been buck young. I don't yeah. remember Wildcats. Yeah, then. the Goldie Hawn flick where she's the football coach. Oh, wow. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't even remember him in, in that. Well, anyway, I just remember him in Major League and in Mo' Better Blues. Right. And it was in those two movies that you really got introduced, one with Major League to like this <laughs> dynamic you know, uh, uh, physical presence of Wesley Snipes, right. as well as a bit of his like comedic timing, because yeah. he doesn't do a lot of comedies. Yeah, and that was a straight comedy, and he was funny. Yeah. He he could g- get a line over. Yeah, yeah. Then you move over to Mo Better Blues, which, like from beginning to end, because it's a jazz centric movie, is just a sexy movie. Yeah, and Denzel was probably at his sexiest, but you know, challenging for him in that movie is Wesley Snipe, all like like ebony, ebony color. Yeah, drenched in purples and all these other colors and. and Paisley when he's in in his home, you know, you know where he where this is where the magic happens and everything like that, and he's just stealing. He's just he's just a, a sexual predator being in Mo Better Blues. Yeah, right. Now you come to New Jack City. Yes, where the physicality of Major League, the sexuality of Mo Better Blues. Mm-hmm. Is all blended together with the ultra masculinity that is Wesley Snipes. All big barrel chest, yes. You know, just a, just a, a start, almost panther glare. Yeah, who is to his deep set eyes. It all comes together, striding in this in this movie. Yeah, he's got on some reds, and he's got on he's got on some 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 golds, but there's always black. Yes, it's always black on this man, on this man who you know, if time had not get gotten away from him, was born to be the Black Panther in a movie. Yeah. This man. Or at least T'Chaka. He should have played the father at this point. Well, at this point, yeah. T'Chaka. But yeah. like. No, yeah, absolutely. Then, that, yeah, he should have. Yeah. He should have been black. People. Yeah. Because Wesley Snipes in 1991, that's when he says, hello, world. How you doing? Yes. And he takes over. Yes. He takes over. All of Hollywood right then in that movie. You know how everybody went crazy about Denzel and he got the Oscar for what he did in Training Day? Mm-hmm. That wasn't nothing. That, right. was, that was Denzel doing $3 Nino Brown. Yeah. That's what, that is how 
bad Wesley Snipes is in this film. And like you said, this film is this film is like the blueprint for black culture in the 90s from the fashion to the music to the story. Think of how many pieces of that movie have been aped in music videos yeah. and in other movies. That piece of crap that we we reviewed a few weeks ago, Belly, all it wanted to do was be, it wished it had a tenth of the charisma of... I don't know why we had to be disrespectful to Belly while we're doing this. You but know okay. why? Because Belly starred two rappers. Yeah. It starred DMX and it starred Nas. Nas Unarguably, one of the greatest rappers of all time. And DMX, a, a, a meteor that hit hip-hop at that time. Right. Neither of them have any charisma on camera. No. You could not have told me that when this film came out that Ice-T could act. Right. And I don't think he does the greatest acting job in this movie. Right. Yet, he holds his own. Yet, Ice-T is still on point in this film. Yes. This film also, just like Scarface, just like The Godfather, and what they did with mob movies, what they did with crime, that's what New Jack City did with crime in the black community. It gave it a little, it gave it our idea of romanticism because you saw all these these guys living this opulent life. You saw them rocking out the gold. They they they're making million dollars a, a week. Yeah. From from the Carter, how many apartment complexes do we joke about is the Carter? My, my friends still to this day swear that my first apartment was in the Carter. <laughs> that's how that's how, that's how that's, I messed up my first That's a real tough apartment. <laughs> it, it was rough. It was rough, bro. Um this film, like, you ran down the actors that are, that are in this. This is, like, Wesley Snipes saying hello to the world. Right. This is the film by which Alan Payne has to judge everything else that he did. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. For him. This is the film that skyrocketed Ice-T. This, I mean, yeah. This, from from this point on, Ice T is not much of a music artist. He is an actor. Right after that, that's how that's how you know, um, how well he performed in this film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, it's a shame, but this film may be the high point of Mario Van Peoples is his career. Maybe not so much as an actor, but certainly as a director. I don't think there's any question about that at all. But it's a shame because this film is. is it- the direction is actually not that bad. It loses a little bit of energy as it, as it goes on. But if you watch the first half of this move, movie, there is a lot of, of great visual effects. And the editing is, uh, along with the music, is very inventive. Right. The angles are, are not typical. And it's uh, of its era. This is very much of its a era. post-MTV it's- directed true, film true but it, but it feels like a film a lot of black film feel feels like a, a, a 
black guy got a camera and like, oh, oh my god I can make a movie right you know but no this feels like somebody who took the time you know basically probably because of his pedigree yeah took yeah, the time, yeah studied his craft and actually crafted together a very very professional um, and dramatic piece of cinema right. his pedigree being he's the the son of um, Melvin Van Melvin Peebles. Van Peebles yes of uh, sweet. sweet. Sweetback's badass song. Thank you. I knew yes. you knew it. That's hey. your DNA. Um, and then you've got Judd Nelson, who you didn't even mention. I didn't mention I'm Judd Nelson. I'm a fan of Judd Nelson. We could talk. We'll talk a little bit later about okay. some of the things about Judd Nelson does in this <laughs> in this movie. I don't know why I've always been a fan of Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson, he, he tickles. Me. Hey, why not? He tickles me in this movie, right? Um, I mean, yeah. Does the film have like some some dated references and ideology about it? Oh yeah, yeah, it does. You know, um, and does that maybe some t- grade against your 2017 senses a little bit? Certainly, yeah. But you but know. not enough to the point, as opposed to some other films, that you still don't get lost in the enjoyment of the. Of the acting, of the story, right, and everything, thing happening, and I didn't even mention Chris Rock. Like you said, this, yes, this, this, this may very this well is be the, the high mark of Chris. Rock's it it is, career. it is my favorite Chris Rock role. I think it's his favorite, right. Chris Rock role. Yeah, um, there is like, there's a reason why this film is up on the the level that it is. Mm. Uh, it's the high water mark of Chris. Christopher Williams' career. Well, see now you just <laughs> but you know I had to be. Yeah, yes, it's it it is a magnificent spectacle. It's a magnificent spectacle, but it also it also is a movie that is um, that does tell um, romanticize an interesting tale of right. the breakdown of the black neighborhood because of crack because of right. crack and this was a story that at this point hadn't been told exactly like this really was the first crack sort of it is the first crack story yeah and you, i mean you see these drug dealers that are basically dealing cocaine right and then they're introduced in crack to crack in 1986 right and then by 1989 they are cmb this world largest right. like you know drug cartel in the city Right, not you know, not New York City as many people believe it is. It's only called the city right. in this in this film, um, and you see how crack has just like totally torn apart this entire neighborhood. And fortunes are made overnight. Yes, and and they talk about the the intricacies of how it changes the dynamic between the black drug dealers and their relationship with the um. With organized with crime organized from crime. other ethnic, yep. like it really is on the level of script and story. You you really see Barry Cooper's journalism background. You do, and yeah. you can see that people have actually done the research. and And I agree with you about Wesley Snipes. I think I, I think Wesley Snipes is larger than life in this thing. And you know, I, th- I thought it was I, I thought it was really appropriate that you mentioned those earlier roles. With what? Because he's Wesley Snipes is a really interesting actor. Like you pick like three films from his body of work. Like Wesley Snipes is in this. Wesley Snipes 
is in White Man Can't Jump, which, you know, you just you talked a moment ago about his comedy chops. Right. Wesley Snipes is hilarious. Yes. He is in something like The Water Dance, mm-hmm. which, you know, is an early role, but is that this is a very sort of quiet character piece. Yep. And he's in Blade. Like, you, you know, you don't like you think about the fact that this is a man who has had three black iconic roles. You know, I'm also um, folding in Shadow from um, Mo Better Blues. Oh, okay. But, like, this is a man that played Shadow, that played Nino Brown, that played Blade. And he kind of brings this, this wonderful talent, this wonderful charisma, this wonderful sort of ability to change tones to everything. And, and you can't take your eyes off of him. I mean, this is his film. This is his project. This is everything. I, I, I am not as generous about Mario Van Peebles as a director as you are like i think really i think wesley i think a lot of what works in this film is wesley snipes Mm -hmm. doing all of the heavy lifting lifting. like you know the thing that i will give ice t is that ice t is able to kind of hold his own right i think alan payne is completely swallowed every scene that they're in. And I know to a certain extent, that's the nature of their relationship. Mm -hmm. But I also think that this film does not do Alan Payne any favors as an actor. I think, you you know, there are shortcuts in the storyline, in the plot. Both stuff. To sort of get from point A to point B where people, you know, sort of overnight develop drug problems and, you know, make decisions with people who are addicted to crack to put them in positions of power or you, you know the whole pookie storyline is sort of you know getting somebody to where you need them to be well you think it's overnight this wasn't overnight it's over three years no 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 I'm, i mean um when alan Payne, when alan Payne succumbs yeah yes he succumbs okay. and he suddenly becomes a crackhead overnight um i think chris rock is great in this i think you know we talked about chris rock in his acting when we um when we talked about um, top five. Yes. And, and you know, I know I, I said one of the things I always say about Chris Rock is he doesn't seem like he's ever really comfortable in his own skin. Mm-hmm. And he's very skittish. Yeah. So, you know, him playing. Which works well in this which film. Which works perfectly in yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say, like, like the strangest thing about, uh, about um, New Jack City, like the two best actors in the movie like if i had to make a production of fences and pick my leads out of this cast it would be bill nunn and vanessa williams and they don't really have anything they to don't do. really do anything they don't, and they movie. have nothing to do in this movie i mean they rock a bye right they rock a bye baby and then bill nunn's the dutta man stutters so you know it's that type of thing it's it's very much a um, product of its time. It's very much th- this sort of um, Keith Sweat is in this movie. I forgot that Keith Sweat, Sweat, Sweat performs at the preacher's daughter's wedding, wedding. which is on Nino Brown's estate, estate because and everyone he's singing at the wedding. There you go, telling me no again. Yes, you know what? <laughs> Speaking of the music in this film, we have to issue a correction. I was so excited to talk about um, Big Bub and Today a few episodes ago. We said that Today was on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, they're not on the soundtrack. And they are not on the soundtrack. But you know what it is? The part where Keith Sweat sings, mm-hmm. I always sit and I go, that should have been Big Bub. 
I guess probably should have been. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but this is a great. I mean, this isn't a great movie, but this this is this this is a bulletproof movie. This is a bulletproof movie. Like you can, like no matter what you say about this movie, no matter how you're not you, going to take anybody's joy from it. You cannot take anyone's joy right, from this right. film. Right. And there are, you know, faults. There are things that don't kind of make sense. There are some troubling images of women. But, you know, it's New Jack City. It's New Jack City. So that excuses it? It doesn't excuse it, but, you know. Your laugh kind of said it like, it's New Jack City, though, baby. Hey, just because I don't excuse it doesn't mean that I can't actually hold it up as a reflection of what it is. Which, you know, as we say, this is black pop culture fabric this is the fabric like this, you know no, this this is not the fabric this is the thread yeah this, that's what this is yeah because black culture just started from here this is the spool the spool is new jack city yeah and from there that's where everybody took little pieces and started making their own little thing i mean from, just from the fashion Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and Top Fives like Marvel Movies and Video Games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh, what's the best way to eat a taco, Vince? With your hands? With your hands. Also, with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. It's a loan that came from came from this movie, right? Um, but I, I don't want to go into the fashions just yet. Um, I do want to to talk about. You said you think Wesley Snipes is given does most of the heavy lifting for Mario Van Peebles. Um, I'm not the, the world's greatest Mario Van Peebles fan at all. I, I mean, his but, filmography doesn't really stand up. No, it's, it does not. It's like but, this but I, and I still, Posse, and I some, still thought like the opening where. Ice T is chasing Chris Rock right through the city. First of all, I thought that I thought the opening um, with the the overhead shot of New York as it then leads you into the bridge, right, where uh, Nino and Dudaman are holding the guy over over the bridge. I thought that was well done. That's a, that's a nice scene. I thought that was yeah, a, that's a nice scene. Expert, and then and then to slide into the uh, confrontation between. Uh, Ice T and Pookie and Pookie. Well, Ice T Scott Appleton, the, yes, the, the, the cop and Pookie, and then going to their chase. I thought their chase also was nicely filmed, filmed with a lot of energy, interesting angles. Um, I was caught up in the chase. I didn't lose the geography of where they were, where each other were in relation to the other. Um, I was. It, it was quick pace. It was well edited with uh, Ice T's um, uh, "New Jack Hustler" uh, yes. single. Yes, I, th- I thought that was expertly done. I, I really, really enjoyed enjoyed that. Uh, and I thought 
like I said, I thought in that first half of that movie, I thought Marilyn Peoples pulled out a lot of the stops. I thought there was another scene where you show the passage of time when they're going to take over the Carter. Right. And it starts in the, I, I think, either the spring or the summer. Right, And right. you see Troop singing, singing outside. Yeah. You know, living just enough for the city as it goes into the montage of how they take, it, take, over, take over this apartment complex. The montage, which I thought was expertly done. And expertly done in time with, the, with them singing all throughout it until you come out on the other end of end of that montage you're in the winter and now it is no longer troops singing that song somewhere along the way it became Levert yes. singing that song going back and look up on your uh, 90s uh, R&B <laughs> groups ladies and gentlemen and, and check them all out um, I thought that was I thought that was great I was like, wow, that was, I mean, like watching it now with 2017 eyes. Right, right, right. I mean, I loved it when I saw it. Right. But now watching it from 2017 eyes, I could appreciate the the craftsmanship of that whole thing. All right. I thought it was very well done. So I think you're you're selling him a little short. I am enjoying you enjoying it. I think it looked. I, I think it looked like a like a like a very special episode of New York Undercover. But are that's you serious? Me. I, no. I mean, oh, Vince. I don't think there's anything about Mario Van Peebles' direction oh, that made him stand out from any of the directors Vince, 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 from that moment. Vince, 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 you need to go back and look at New Jack, uh, New York Undercover. I'm telling you. <laughs> You, New York Undercover wishes. I think without Wesley Snipes, we don't talk about this film. Perhaps so. I mean, that, that may be so, but that does not take away from the craft. Okay. okay. Again, I'm not going. I'm, I'm not going to push back too hard against this. Go ahead. Talk some more about the aspect, the technical aspects that well, you I mean, enjoy. Like I say, I think he he takes his foot off the gas. Yes. The music fits into the the scenes. I, I thought I thought it. it I thought it's it very did. much, very much the you know. It, I mean, it was the theme of the film. You know, we need new Jack. we need some new Jack cops to take down some new Jack criminals. Yeah. Okay. Some of the script is some a little of the clunky. It's a little. It's a little clunky. It's a little. Yeah. Okay, but but the music does work very well with it, which you you know again I think oftentimes we use it as a backhanded slight, mm-hmm. but it does very much feel like an artifact from this music video era. Very true. But there's no real score to the movie, right? Really. But but it's you know, as you said, it is a film now. Like this is a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Phyllis Stickney's in it. She plays the lawyer at the end. As I've mentioned before, I couldn't remember what the actress name. Oh, it's Phyllis Stickney. Yeah, yeah. She Her name's Phyllis Stickney. She plays the lawyer. Yes, she does very well. And you know, there are nice little details. Like I like the little attention to details, like when when they upgrade their lifestyle, and you know, Brown starts to wear these very sort of outlandish suits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They give you two seconds to show him with a tailor. To show that he is sort of making this transition, um, his girlfriend, played by Michael Michelle, mm-hmm. is is very much sort of positioned as this 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 sort of socialite, if you will. Yeah. And I like that they take a moment for him to talk about the challenges that she has had with her own family and her. You know, her father apparently is a habitual cheater when he's 
a doctor at, at Harlem Hospital, and her mother is a kleptomaniac, and she's trying to get away from all that. And, you know, it's like 10 seconds that they say it. Yeah, but when they say it, 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 it's, it, it it's, it's when he's coming at her neck. No, 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 but I'm saying it's for information to be okay. transferred to us as the the viewer like you right. kind of set her up as this again very sort of highfalutin you know un- like, and, and your question is always well why is she with him right and then they say well this is why uh when he kind of you, you know it's it's very sort of awkward in places but when they parallel what they're doing with you you know the kennedys and, and all of these great mm-hmm. crime family they talk about the role that capitalism has played and at one point he says yeah you gave me some books to read Right. So, you know, acknowledging that this must have come from somewhere. You know, I think those are touches hmm. that help with this film. Yeah, they, they are. They are. And, and uh, again, that is also, you know, indicative of the, the story that, you know, trying to put in a, a little bit of the real life into into the movie. Right. Um, but, you know, you, you talked about Michael Michelle's character and kind of like leaned on the women in this film who really are just like I don't even think that ciphers is doing them any it is disgraceful justice. that Tracy Johns has nothing else to do on this film it's disgraceful that she didn't ha- she didn't have anything else to do between um, she's got to have, have it yeah. and this film I know yeah it really is you know and it then, really is and then in this film but really all she is is just the eye candy in this film right uh, the eye candy plot device right yeah, that's all she is in this film, and and especially considering all of the 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 multifaceted character that she played, and she got to have. She it. clearly has the chops, right? You know, I mean, it makes you wonder what is there is there another story there? Is well, there- you know, like I said, I joked about it. Bill Nunn, like at this point by 1991, Bill Nunn is clearly one of the great character actors of this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it 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 you know he plays the Dutta man, you know Vanessa Williams. I think at this point I don't know if I think people this is like had like really introduction. right right people didn't, but but it is it's 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 I I I'm, I gotta you know I love New Jack City, but I gotta fall back to my initials like what this is the Wesley Snipe show, this is the Wesley Snipe show, and he's having a ball and we're having a ball with him. Yeah, and. It, and he leans hard on the character. I mean, he, he is for all the, the grandiosity of Nino Brown. There are, Nino Brown is certainly uh, a man with, a, shall we say, faults? <laughs> um, well, yes. You know, uh, the scene where he gets shot at. <laughs> And Wesley Snipes literally, well, Nino, I don't want to say his yeah. Wesley. Nino literally lifts a child like Captain America's shield in front of him. That is just like, it, it still took me back. Like, did I really remember this scene? Like, it, oh, yeah, it should. Wow. That is the part that since 1991, I've known that Wesley Snipes is having a hoot making this thing because you don't actually say it right he actually runs past the child as they're shooting he doubles back and picks her up and for a split second you You think think he's going to say oh he's trying to save her they're trying to show that nino is complicated nope he's using her as a human shield (laughs) he's actually a cartoon villain (laughs) 
Yes. He turns into a cartoon villain. And that's when I, like, I'm laughing right now thinking about it. I laughed in the movies when I saw him do it the first time. I said, no, he did not double back to pick up the little girl to use her as a human shield. And then he did. And then he tossed her aside. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, it, it's still in the way of the bullets because yes. I see has to then come. Right, I see has to come and, 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 and get and her. Save her. And then poor Keisha runs out and gets shot what up. What was she thinking? Rock a ba baby. What was she? That's I, Vanessa Williams' big line. Rock a ba baby. I was thinking about that because everybody remembers that scene when she goes running out right. and, and, and and her scarf pops up in her face. Right, because she's she gets shot up by the Uzi. Y'all can't see me, Uzi. but I'm doing the 1990s. You getting shot Uzi, up by the yes. Uzi. The, the squibs are going off <laughs> right, as going you up, speak, and the scarf flies up in her face. But the thing is, is that when she runs out there. You know, I remember like, yeah, Keisha, like she, she going, she going, she going out like a G. Right. But when you rewatching the film, she doesn't take anyone out. She doesn't. She do misses. It. She misses all everybody. She does, all she does is just catch bullets. It's just, it's just very loud. <laughs> it's just very loud. It's like she just came running out. My destiny. <laughs> it's like Keisha and the little girl's father who gets shot. 30,000 toms in the back. They ain't have to hit them like that. They, I think they just kept shooting them. <laughs> well, well, never mind that. Towards the end of the film, when the Dutta man uh, dies, yes. he must have ate four clips. Here's the thing, though. The Dutta man was some type of monster. He was, man. He was. He was the boogeyman. Yeah, so, you he know. He was Candyman. You kind of had to shoot the Dutta man 30,000 toms. He ate, like, four clips. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. He You need to go rewatch this movie again though. Okay, because I mean I, I don't believe, really need an excuse, but I believe that every time a black person dies in this film, an angel gets his wings. In the vicinity of Judd Nelson. <laughs> Judd Nelson smiles. <laughs> You mean one of the bad guys, or you just mean black people in general? Generals just like black, black people, people dying. Yeah, I think I think it's when the Negroes fall. Well, as we all know, he was white trash Pookie. He was poor white trash Pookie. That's what he's. Yes, That's the script is a little clunky it's, in did places. We mention that already? It's a little clunky in places. In places like so, the beginning and in the middle and towards the end. And in a lot of the beginning, yeah, so some, some, you some said the beginning, the actually, middle. surrounding the middle. So the vicinity, the, vis- the movie's clunky. Right, right. The parts where people talk are clunky. The script it gets a little clunky. Yes. <laughs> yes. But no. And for anybody who has some beef about that, sit your five dollar ass down before, before I make change. <laughs> that is, that that line still. Wesley Snipes knows how to sell a line. Man. The man can sell a line. But I mentioned that. I mentioned what I did about... Um, Judd Nelson. About Judd Because you're a fan. I am a fan of Judd Okay. But at the end of this film... Yes. Spoiler alert for a 40-year-old movie. Yes. When Nino Brown dies. Yes. Judd Nelson smiles. Yes. Ice-T, who wanted him dead. Right. Who wanted to kill him. Yes. Who could have killed him on at least three different occasions. He actually says that he wanted to kill him so, so much that he was fully erect. Yes. Which I thought was strange. But, you know, people's sexuality is their own. 
I don't judge. Ice-T mournfully looks away. Yes, puts on his glasses. Puts on his glasses and walks away. Yes. Judd Nelson smiles. Judd Nelson smiles. And says, he looked a little bit too, he looked a little too happy. Yeah. At the death of a black man. Well, you know, I think his whole role throughout the entire film was to be sort of ambient racist. He was like every time he it was just sort of ambient, you know, and you know the Soul Brothers, and is this a black thing? And you know, it was just sort of ambient, and it 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 graded on me a little bit. Yeah, as much as I do like John Nelson, he doesn't do much in the film. He doesn't. He doesn't do much. He really doesn't. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Like, was he was he there because of the studio? I think you need a white guy on the poster. Yeah, they they, they they needed a white guy on the poster. There you go. But he doesn't have much to do in the film. No, he doesn't. But no, he doesn't. He does say that he's white trash, poor white trash Pookie though, which has made me chuckle for um almost thirty years. <laughs> How many quotes are from this movie? So many quotes from this movie. Am I am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. How many times have I said about some man that something bad has happened to? I've never, I never did like that pretty blankety blank. Can we talk about Christopher Williams? Because I don't like Christopher Williams either. I never liked Christopher Williams. And I think it is because he was just a real, real he, pretty dude. He was too. He, here's, he, the, he, here's the problem with Christopher Williams. I'll be sure couldn't sing and he had a unibrow. So like when all the girls liked I'll be sure, you could say, well, he can't sing now. And clearly he has a unibrow, so you could kind of let it slide. But Christopher Williams was like I'll be sure 2.0. Yeah. Like he could actually sing. Yeah. And he was real pretty. Yeah. And he was dating like Stacy Dash. Yeah. Like I've never met I mean, I don't know Christopher Williams, obviously. But yeah, I hated Christopher Williams too. Like when he stabbed his hand with the knife. Everybody loved it. I loved it. And then, you know, my favorite petty part of the film, more spoilers, when Nino Brown blames him and says that he was the kingpin, <laughs> and then they go and arrest him and take him away, because that's how the law works. <laughs> I actually chuckled earlier today when they put the handcuffs on Christopher Williams because he had been blamed for being the kingpin. I said, that's what that, you get. I said, that's what you get. Especially, And then I said, I never did like that pretty blankety blank. Especially since not only did uh, Nino stab him in the hand, he then yoked him up with a dog chain. Tried to, ch- tried to choke him with a dog chain. That's right. But Christopher Williams stayed. Like, yeah. I, like, I was like, why you know why? Are you, still you know there? why? You know why? <clears throat> and now we shall have reenactment theater with Vincent Williams. It's just simple mathematics. They pay me $800 a week. Or I can be with you and make $8,000 a week. This has been reenactment theater. (laughs) Yo, I know that dude from somewhere. Thank you very much. I think I've now done all of Christopher Williams' lines in the film. No, you missed one. Ah! It's funny because we're angry at Christopher Williams because he's attractive. And then, and then I can't help it. 
that damn song is one of the songs that I just sing every time I hear it. No, 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 no. Let's be clear. Christopher Williams was a really good singer. Yes. Like, that's what made me upset. Like, I'll be sure couldn't sing his way out of a paper bag. So it was just like, ah, all right, I'll be sure, fine. But then, like, Christopher Williams could actually sing. I know. And I said, okay, y'all are going low. I don't know what's going on in that factory where y'all keep wheeling these dudes out, but y'all are going a little far right now. That's a good song. It is a good song. He peaked with that, though. <laughs> peaked hard. He peaked with that. He peaked hard. A couple of people peaked with this film. Who else peaked with this film? I think Alan, Alan Payne. I think Alan Payne Alan peaked. Payne peaked with this film. And you could tell that they were trying to make Alan Payne into a thing. Yeah. Well, and because he follows this up with uh, Jason's lyric. With Jason's lyric. And, then, and he was great on The Cosby Show. Okay. Oh, Lance was fantastic on the Cosby okay. show. Okay, it was okay. But then, you know, he just decided to go ahead and, and cash in and went to Tyler Perry route. And then that's the last we saw him. You know, he kind of remade this movie, though. It was called like Blueberry Hill or something, where he basically plays in, you know, Brown. <laughs> he said, I'm a play. I'm a stab somebody. Right, I'm going to be the, the kingpin. Yeah. Shoot, I'm the keeper. Yeah. Mayor of Van Peebles, we talked about that. He peaks. You know what? I actually think Mayor of Van Peebles is a better actor than he is director. I think the problem with Mayor of Van Peebles is that somebody told him he was good looking. So remember, is that not a bad looking guy? Yeah, but remember that period where he was trying to be like a leading man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it, it, but I liked him as a character actor. Did yeah. you watch Sunny Spoon? No. His, his, his sort of, he was, he's, he basically played a Columbo. Okay. He had a series on, I think, NBC for maybe a season or two. Mm. And it was called Sunny Spoon. Ugh. Well, that's a dumb title. It was a nice little show, though. Was it? And I liked him in little places where he showed up. He also played the Jamaican oceanog- oceanographer in, I believe, Jaws 3D. Or perhaps Jaws for the Revenge. Which one took place in SeaWorld? I don't, I'm not sure which one took place. I think that's 3D. It, I think it may have been 3D. Although I might be mixing that up with Deep Blue Sea. No, you're not. And the point where the shark takes takes Samuel Jackson's body and slams it into the glass. Yes. So I, I may be Man, mixing. People, that, that didn't pl- take place in, in SeaWorld, though, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying an underwater, underwater oh, glass that people see. But, but whichever Jaws that Mara Van Peebles was in. And he played the Jamaican oceanographer or something, and he had a terrible Jamaican accent. Mm. I found him charming. I think that was Jaws 3D. Because that's the one where the sun goes and works at SeaWorld, right? Oh, I'm the only one that watch all the Jaws movies. After two, there's no reason to watch anymore. You mean like Jaws of Revenge, where, where his wife actually was hunting, was hunting sharks, and it turned out that there was a shark vendetta Against yes. the family. Against the family. They followed the family <laughs> yes. across the country yes. to another island. She was like fighting a shark in New Mexico. Yeah. No. I didn't watch that one. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I didn't need to complete that series. I was good with two. All right. And even with two, I was like, you know what? I don't even need to see you again. <laughs> it's like Jaws 2. Roy Schreider's kid needs braces. <laughs> Jaws 2, the rent is due. <laughs> Jaws 2, invest in real estate. <laughs> okay, we have... We, All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. 
We've uh, drifted far afield. Right, right. People peaking in New Jack City. People peaking. People peaking. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else peaked because Vanessa Williams is definitely the, the rise of right. her star. Right. Um, but let's talk about the music for a little bit. We touched on um, Christopher Williams. We touched on Troop right. and Levert. Um, Guy. So- Guy, 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 actually, guy who was like, like the architect. Yeah, and then, and, and this is like their, their, their sort of it becomes their theme song. You yeah. know, the New Jack Swing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, it is like this moment where they're almost being crowned, right? As, as the guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it, guy is a group that probably should have lasted a little bit longer. They only really did two albums. Yeah, I think wait. technically they did three, but the third one. I came feel out. like Teddy Riley has trouble holding people together though like like that's something that happened with black yeah Star. it happened with black street black street yeah 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 <laughs> like black street had like 15 different lead singers they did yeah. They? Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was all different they, they went through singers like destiny's child right exactly exactly there you go so well i think we're done here i think i mean you know like i said I think New Jack City is bulletproof. It is. I mean, like, 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 it's like sitting here trying to debate the merits of grass or like here, the air. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, what is Romero going to think about this review? <laughs> and I'm thinking he's not going to like this review. <laughs> I mean, Romero, what can we say about New Jack City? I mean, everybody. The funny thing is, like, I watch it this morning, like I always do, and I didn't even you watch have to it every morning. <laughs> right every morning, I start the day I with I New Jack City. Ah, uh, yeah. You know it so well, like you know New Jack City yeah. so well. Mm-hmm. Like I know the moment when the Dutta man gets his hair cut. He gets CMB cut in the back of his hair, and that little smile that he does. Yeah, you know, he's happy. I know when um. Nick Ashford plays the preacher, and at the wedding, he goes, no, baby, you got to wait so everybody can get a piece. Like, there's so many itty-bitty little moments. How many people watch this movie now and think that this is a crossover with Vampire in Brooklyn? (laughs) (laughs) You leave Nick Ashford and what is clearly very much his actual hair and not a wig at all alone. (laughs) I never like Ashford and Simpson. Never. Vanessa um, Williams punches the old dude in the back. Step off, Grandpa. She doesn't. Bill Nunn punches him. Vanessa Williams. Oh, that's right. Pulls out the gun. Bill Nunn punches him. Apparently, I need to watch it some more. Yeah. Bill Cobbs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's New Jack City. You have to watch it. There you go. So you would recommend it, I am. I would definitely recommend it. It's, it's like I said, it's troubling. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely problematic. It'll be interesting to get a. It will be interesting to get a, um, a woman's point of view of New Jack City looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if they look at it through the same lens, they're just sort of there. You know, the women don't really serve a whole lot of purpose in this. Yeah, well, so I mean, plot but, device. Well, so yeah, I you know, that's, well, we say that a lot about these films of this day films of this day absolutely so i would absolutely recommend it i think i think wesley snipes is magnificent in this he is i actually think the film is a mess 
really like as a film like when you kind of look at it and kind of take the pieces out and put the pieces I think it's a mess I think there's only one time where I think it really really messes up and and unfortunately it's at the end yeah when Ice-T and Judd Nelson go to basically find um, Nino. Nino who makes the classic mistake, I'm on the run, so I'm going to hide in the neighborhood. Going to hide in the neighborhood. On the top floor. Hide my mama's house. Um, That's where they make the mistake, not when they make Pookie a lookout or put him in charge okay. of the crack room. No, I'm talking about the film makes a mistake. Okay. That was a mistake. But um, when we're like when Alan Payne is talking to him on the phone and clearly smoking a crack pipe as he's talking to him. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be everything's gonna be fun. I got you. That's that's that one. That was no, not there. That not there. When, okay. when, this is, when, um, when they break into the apartment that yes. Nino is in, you know, a la the the finale of Shaft. I was about to say it's a it's a, it's a Shaft homage. Is that what we're calling it? It's a shaft homage. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your homage and I'll say rip off. <laughs> um, but when they when they break into that apartment, clearly at night. Yes. And then they uh, ice ice tea and Wesley get into a a tete-a-tete. Yes, uh, yes. One-on-one. Yes. At which point Ice-T throws Wesley Snipes out the window onto the the landing. Yes. And it's now daylight. Hey, easy. It's now the afternoon. Easy continuity cop. (laughs) It just, I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I had to rewind it. Yeah. To make sure that I was... Yeah. Seeing correctly, and I was seeing correctly that there was uh, obviously not a script supervisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scene yeah. At that point. But we would very much recommend this. That notwithstanding. Yes. I would still recommend. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly to watch New Jack City. New Jack All right. City. And Lynn Webb as Aaron Hall. <laughs> All right. Hey, don't tell me you ain't spent time in the mirror. Hey, Jackson. Hey. I won't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, right. we are continuing down the road to 100. Yes. After 100, we go and meet the Wiz. But next week, it is episode 76. Yes. Which will be Vince's choice. Yes. Which means that we will be watching and reviewing. I'll see your new Jack City and raise you a soldier story. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we pulling them down off the shelf, right? We pulling them down off the shelf, right? Mm. Soldier story. Mm. I will say it right now. Soldier story is in my top 10 of favorite movies of all time. Then I guess you are going to enjoy yourself preparing for next week. Yes, I am. Soldier Story. Harold Rollins. Howard Rollins. Howard Howard Rollins. Right. right. Howard. Howard. It's Howard. It's Howard. Howard Rollins. Yeah. Homeboy. He's a Baltimore dude. Howard Rollins. Adolf Caesar. Adolf Caesar. Denzel Washington. Had him dancing for the Frenchies. 
Took his pants off. Taped a tail to them. Called him Moonshine. King of the Darkies. And do you know that fool had the nerve to ask us what has he what he do wrong? We slit his throat. You gotta get the boys in there. Yeah. Adolf Caesar. Adolf Caesar. Howard Rollins. Who Adolf Caesar? I did not know, but now this, going back, I, I he is the voice on all of the black movie trailers of the seventies. That is very interesting. He is the like he's the guy like narrating all the trailers. Go back and listen to him. It's Adolf Caesar. That is very interesting. Roundtree, Shaft. That is very interesting. All I know is I have friends that because he was like the the head of the department at Howard back in the nineties, and I have friends that went to like Howard's homecoming and followed him around drunk, and were doing Elijah Muhammad imitations in back <laughs> of him from uh, Malcolm X. Oh, we are not Catholic priests. We do get married. Oh, she can cook and clean and stay out of trouble. And if she is half your age, plus seven. To be clear, I'm making fun of Adolf Caesar playing the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm not making fun of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm making fun of Adolf Caesar playing that role in the film Malcolm X. Just to be clear. Okay, a soldier story. A soldier story. I look forward to that. As do I. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any feedback, and you know you do, (laughs) hit us up at michellemission at gmail.com, or you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, tune in to CLNS Podcast Network, the Black Tribbles Podcast Network, and any place the good podcast be. You can also like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Michelle Mission. Okie dokie. And you can follow us this show live. Well, not live. Recorded. Edited. But it's still kind of fun. At 8 o'clock on Wednesdays on WPPM LP 106.5 FM People Power Media Philly Cam Radio live and direct coming your way on phillycam.org. Philadelphia and Camden. All right. Shout out to our social media director, Jasmine Carroll. Jasmine. For holding it down here at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, the greatest place in the land. It's like Willy Wonka for adults. I'm Len. He's Vince. In parting, we say. We'll see you when it's time to meet again. It's time to bid adieu. It's been a pleasure knowing you. I'll see you when it's time to meet again.